Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Well, good evening, saints and siblings in Jesus Christ. It may seem unusual to have a homily before the imposition of ashes this year, but there is a reason I chose to design a service in this way. The greeting that we have been using over the last year has been intentional saints and siblings in Christ. Not every person identifies as male or female, woman or man, so when we use the word sibling, what we are saying is, I see you, I hear you, and you matter. What we are not saying is, who are you? What are you? And how dare you? Can I get an amen for that? Amen. But those words are all too common for people who identify as being GBLT, QIA+. I know I'm bad at being gay. I'm sorry about that. Tanner's been coaching me for years. It's a long acronym. While not all of us can understand all of the feelings experienced by those of us who are part of this community, I think you can relate to those words, how dare you, what are you, who are you. And I want to let that sink in for a moment. It's a universal feeling, I believe, of what it feels like to be excluded, despised, rejected, or alone. I know what it feels like. I've been there. And if it were not for the courageous leaders in the ELCA in southeastern Minnesota Synod, it is very likely that I would not be standing up here before you today. And if it were not for the courageous, forward-thinking leaders here at All Saints, I would certainly not be standing here right now. Thank you, both call committees. You took a chance on me and my wife on being a leader for this community, and we have grown and fallen, we have celebrated and we have wept, we have united and continued to become a community of welcome and acceptance. Amen. Well done. You deserve that. I've been riding on the bus. I've been living in the sacristy of the church. And there's been many others that have stepped ahead of me and have plowed that path much more clearly. And now it's our turn to do that for so many others. It's not done yet, though. We're still making our way toward walking the walk and not just talking the talk. I also want you to know that I have personally struggled with the concept of having glitter in the ashes for this Wednesday night. At my faith of origin core beliefs, the piety that I understand is my baseline faith, occasionally haggles with the lavish overabundance of God's grace. And so I was internally conflicted that someone would mess with the ashes on Ash Wednesday. And maybe you feel like that too. I'm not standing here 
to change your mind. I'm here to offer you just a slightly different perspective. What if every time you approached the one who was imposing the ashes on your forehead, you thought to yourself, I want to be dead. Bring on death, this life isn't worth living if it means that I cannot be myself. If God is a God who would hate me because how I understand my orientation, then why should I even bother with God at all? There's a reason that so many Americans identify themselves as nuns, N-O-N-E-S, on the Faith Affiliation Survey. It's because they have been hurt by the institution of the church in many and various ways, many of which stem from a lack of information and an unwillingness to change. Sometimes I am amazed that I persevered through the process of becoming a pastor 25 years ago after being told repeatedly that I was not worthy because of the person that I loved. That being said, those voices were the clanging symbols of people who were striving for certainty instead of community, and those who preferred polarization over paradox. And yet, and yet we persevered because of God's grace. By recognizing that Beth and I were and are beloved children of God, yet I've been in that place, a place where I believe that God hated me. And I know now, and I know forevermore that that faith was wrong, that it's not Christianity. Hear me when I say, if you hate someone because of your religion, you are doing it wrong. Amen? Amen. It's okay to talk back. Not all the time, just... <laughs> Two Sundays ago, we talked about the focus on your faith to be celebrating one another. Joy, share joy, gratitude, celebrating someone as we ask more questions. And Freud and Freud, sharing the joy of one another, not as a threat, but as a joy that fills the room with even more light. You are here. And you are here to hear the words of Christ as beloved siblings of every uniqueness. Over the course of the next six weeks, we will be expanding on the idea of you are here by sharing stories of refugees and immigrants, of those who live life in what I call the corners of society, the margins, and of those who are just like you and just like me, siblings of Christ in all sorts of various fabulous, wounded, delighted, and exhausted states of being. <laughs> all that said, it still may be difficult for some of us, me included, to take a sacred element like ashes and mix them with glitter. <clears throat> when I first heard of this idea, I will tell you that my stomach did a little bit of a flip-flop. How will people react? Why am I reacting? <laughs> that was the main one, by the way. I wasn't so worried about all of you. I was like, why am I reacting this way? Where did that response of uncertainty come from? And since when was ash consecrated? The last time I checked, it's actually not. But what does the ash symbolize? From dust we are made into dust we shall return. We are all humans. 
made in God's image, and we will return to the earth as dust, as ash. That's morbid, I know, but that's reality. That's leaning way into the concept of you are here. Maybe this is the last day that you will have, because none of us knows when we're going to return to our first home. Life is not only precious, it has been clouded by the judgments of those who have decided who is worthy and who is not. That is not the religion or the faith that we are about here at All Saints Lutheran Church, ELCA. What we want to be focused on as siblings in Christ is how to accept the radical grace and abundance of love that God has already given to us. If glitter in ash helps one person to know that they are loved, accepted, and not alone, then for Pete's sake, sign me up. I am all in. Life is complicated. Life is filled with complicated people. Life has been given to us to help our neighbor as well as those who we may have assumed were our enemies. We're called to love for free, no strings attached. We're called to be non-judgmental and generous as we meet new people or continue to understand people that we've known all along, and yet maybe we don't. That's where scripture enters in again. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. This is not a stewardship Sunday text. This is the reality for where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Is it marinating in love for self and for others? Where is your treasure? Is it in the abundance of God's love and grace for all people? And by all people, I mean all means all people. Wherever your treasure may be, I believe that we are called to be beacons of hope for those who have little or none or have been told they are not worthwhile or acceptable. Last year, this is what I do in sermon preparation. I like find a poem for Ash Wednesday like a year ago. And then I put it in a file and I pull it out and I think, ooh, it's so good. <laughs> so I read this poem by Margaret Atwood and it reminded me that in the midst of the reminder of death, we were given something far more amazing. The continual reminder that bread has been broken in order for it to be shared with each other, to be forgiven, to be accepted, to be loved for free. Let's expand that table. Let's grow it. With that being said, hear this poem through the lens of you are here. Be here now. All Bread by Margaret Atwood. All bread is made of wood, cow dung, packed around moss, the bodies of dead animals, the teeth and backbones of what is left after the ravens. The dirt flows through the stems into the grain, into the arm, nine strokes of the axe, skin from a tree, good water, which is the first gift, four hours. Four hours. 
live burial under a moist cloth, a silver dish, the roll of white famine bellies, swollen and taut in the oven, lungfuls of warm breath stopped in the heat from an old sun. Good bread has the salt taste of your hands after nine strokes of the axe, the salt, the taste in your mouth, it smells of its own small death of the deaths before and after. Lift these ashes to your mouth, your blood, to know what you devour is to consecrate it. Almost all bread must be broken so it can be shared. Together we eat this earth. End of quote. And siblings in Christ, the beginning of a deeper faith and understanding. And for this good news, we can all say, Thanks be to God.